Hello and welcome to another episode of IRC Book Club. I reckon we're into 82, 83 here. Don't know. Which means we're probably 18 weeks away from the 100th episode. Right, good. So we, uh, I think for one episode 100, we should be Let's starting... Let's get William Wordsworth on. I, what I do think, though, is we should do something celebratory for our 100th episode. And it's going to come quicker than we think. I think May, June time... Fair enough, yeah. I'm not We're going to be touching on episode 100. I'm not against it. And that could be exciting. So, listeners, friends, fellows, countrymen, if you've got an idea for what we should do for the 100th show, let us know. We could, like, hire out a nightclub or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, welcome to IRC Book Club, the show where every week we reconstruct, deconstruct, take apart and put back together a famous business or sales book. And then, at the end of the cycle, we'd like, if possible, to interview the author. This week's a slightly different show because, somewhat ironically, we got through getting things done rather quickly. And as a result, Michael and I have put two episodes in here. Last week, we talked about the five books that truly shaped my career. This week, we're going to talk about Mike's. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to slightly reframe it because I'll tell you what I get asked a lot on LinkedIn. Go on. Mike, recommend a good book to me. Yeah, I mean, literally, we get that I get all asked the time. that a lot. So partially, this is going to be in answer to that question. No, so it's less the, you're doing today. So your yours is going to be less about the five books that shaped your career and more about five highly recommended. Yeah, highly recommended, and and did shape my career a little bit as well. So when Jonathan did, when you did yours, Jonathan, you actually uh, included two books that I would have included. Stephen oh, Covey. No, what we're going to do? Stephen Covey, fifth uh, fifth habit or seventh habit? Seventh habit. Um and. Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. Okay. And there are two, if, you know, if there was a list of books, if you're 21 and you want to read a book a year until you're 28, that they would be two that I'd put in there. So I think it's important that we just linger on that for a minute because you, you have overlapped here. Mm. That's, not in, that's not coincidental, is it? Stephen Covey, Seven Habits. That book is How to Be Organised. Full stop, it's the best one. One of? Well, maybe a better one. Name a better organisational book. I don't think GTD's better. Definitely not. Near IL, indistractable, not really. It does cover organisation, but it's more Free about to not being distracted. Free to Focus was pretty good, but it didn't leave good. me organised. No. That, for me, is the absolute de facto standard. Yeah. And I, and if I think the worst thing you did, if, if you were sat if there thinking... If you stuck to that 100% of the yeah, time... Yeah, if you were sat there thinking, I'm just not quite organised enough, if the worst thing you did was read Seven Habits and apply and apply and apply and apply it, you'd be all right. Yeah, definitely. You'd think you'd be an organised little soul. Yeah, and I also think that Awaken the Giant with Tony Robbins, you know, that's a good book to start with because it impacts so much other stuff. If you got into NLP, that would be a good place to start. If if you wanted to look at your own motivation, that would be a good place to start. You know, if you wanted to tackle some issues that you had, maybe you were fat or, you know, you drank or smoked or, you know, gambled too much or you just lacked motivation, that would be a good place to start. Yeah, if you're caught in a rut. Yeah. Of any kind. Stuck in a rut if you're not winning. Yeah, just generally not winning or, or whatever. And let's get it right, Mike. It happens to everybody at some point in their yeah, sales career. Yeah, well, it happens to everybody in life, full stop. Yeah, everybody goes through a period where they ain't winning. Absolutely. So so Stephen Covey and Tony Robbins, they would have made my five, actually. But Okay, but you're going to bring a new not. five today. And what I've got to got? say, there's some others, actually, that I didn't include that were quite on, on the shortlist. 
I thought Drucker's book, whatever that was called. Really? The effective executive, Peter yeah, Drucker? Yeah, I mean, it's painful to read. But Whoa. there's so many truisms in that as a book, I thought. Well, we did cover it on Book Club. Yeah, I thought the I thought Jeb, we've got a couple of Jeb Blount books that I thought would be very good about prospecting. Fanatical Prospecting was really good. Fanatical Prospecting. Jeb's on the show with his new book, Inked. Oh, right, okay, good. Um, I, I thought Objections I was very good. May time. I think Combo Prospecting is a beauty. Combo Prospecting nearly made my five. Just a beauty, that. As a as a book that's influenced my career, Combo Prospecting I, came to really me followed, at a very difficult time. And I've really followed Tony Hughes as a consequence of that, I thought. Yeah. That was very good. And actually, I'm reading a book at the moment on meditation. You know, I can't Which believe... One? I can't remember. I knew that's that. Um, mindful Meditation. It comes with a CD and body bar. Daniel Williams Possibly, possibly, very good. But, but anyway, so they nearly made it. But on to my five books, and I'm going to do three that I'm going to put together. Right, what, like a little so, so people a triumvirate? Ask, well, people ask me about, about selling books and say, what's the best sales book? And I say, well, there isn't one really. I know you're going to say Tom Hopkins, but I think... No, I'm not. But, but I think the sale has, t- has two parts to it, and then one of those parts has two parts to it. I think I think the first part of the sale is when you're sat opposite somebody in a room, or what do you do? Or, you know, how do you interact with that person? And there's not enough talk about that. I don't think so. But I think that has two sides to it. Okay. I think number one is, is how do you ask good questions? How do you ask the person All right, sat so opposite you questions? T- what's the book? Well, Spin Selling, obviously. Great. Neil Rackham, brilliant. It's old, but if you want to know... How to Ask Good Questions, that one, Spin Selling, is unbeatable, I think. Now, what does Spin yes. stand for, Jonathan? Or all Situation, good there? problem, implication, need. And that is the basic magic formula for getting to the nub of somebody's needs. Let's have it right, Price. I'm going to an appointment on Wednesday with a customer. When I go there, on the train on the way, I will prepare my notebook for the, for the session. And at the top of the page of every meeting I go to... There are two words that I write. Only say one spin is, because the second one. Only say spin because I'm going to cover the second one in a minute. Okay. One is spin and I'll hold on on the other one. And why is that? Because you want to think to yourself, how am I asking these questions? Well, it gives me the structure of my meeting. So sat in that room, face-to-face, one-on-one in the tactical sale, yeah. one is the questions that you ask, two in the is the way that... tactical, in the moment two, conversation. And two is the way that you ask yeah. them. Yeah. Now, the way that you ask them for me, I think is very well covered in NLP, The Unfair Advantage. That also very nearly made my it's a five. beauty. It covers the basic... Dwayne Lakin, the author. Yes, yes. Now, it's a tough one, Mike, because for our listeners, it's a really hard book to get hold of, everyone. It's very difficult to get hold it's of. It's absolutely I've got a nails. It cost me 31 It's pounds. out of print, isn't it? Don't know, I've got... Yeah. It's very difficult. Well, I remember there was a period of time where we actually bought copies for everybody in the business and spent afternoons reading chapters together with them. And we just couldn't get older copies. So, so, so as a basic premise, that book is a very, very simple introduction to very lightweight NLP. But my God, is it well written and well explained. It's the NLP equivalent of Understanding Exposure by Brian Peterson. Good book, that. I've got it. Yeah. So so as part as two of my sales trio, we've got Spin Selling, and we've got NLP, The Unfair Advantage. So just explain, and I think it's it's interesting because it's something I've noticed over the years recently, Mike, is there's almost this feeling that using a technique like NLP, for example, putting an embedded command in an email. Yes. 
that that's manipulative. Now, personally, anybody who tells me it's manipulative, frankly, I say, fuck off, run along. I think I'm not interested in their opinion because my view is it's in the word professional. We do it for money. Yeah, um, I mean, I think manipulative is showing a potential client around a current client as a reference site when you know the current client is leaving the day after. Or when you know the software don't work. That's manipulation. That's naughty. Manipulation, that is a yeah. lie. But being skillful and artful in the way you write an email with a slightly embedded command in it that you've three times repeated, that's just salesmanship. I agree completely. And Dwayne Lakin gives you a very quick and easy insight into some very simple pieces of salesmanship, using people's language with them mm. in a non-manipulative way, but in a way that is cunning and sharp and will build rapport quicker than than anybody else will ever teach you to build rapport. I loved that book, Pricing. So, it, it very nearly made my fun. So I think, you know, two of my books there are about being sat opposite a prospect. One is the structure of a good, a good questioning structure. Yeah. The second is how to be in rapport. Because I think you can ask as good a questions as you want, but if they're not in rapport, they're not going to answer them. Correct. So it makes it a pointless sort of thing. So then book three, Jonathan. So what about the perfect salesperson here is, book three is Miller Hyman, The New Strategic Selling. Wow, really? Because I think that for those of you, I mean, everybody, I ask people about this. I go, have you ever studied Miller Hyman? And everyone goes, yeah, I've sort of heard of it a while ago. And I think, yeah, you've never studied it. So I think what Miller Hyman, The New Strategic Selling does better than any other book is it maps out the buyer landscape where you've got more than one buyer which is what miller hyman of the complex sale which is what miller hyman defined as a strategic sale with more yep. than one buyer it maps out more than one buyer where different buyers have different levels of power and have their own agenda and and it shows that they have different levels of influence on your end goal yes and it's been pushed aside by other paradigms that people think are competitive, like Challenger, that aren't competitive. No, because because they're not strategic. No, Challenger is not a book about strategic selling. No, it's not. It only influences Challenger one customer person. is not a book about strategic selling. Now there there are others that are out there. What's the one with the fox? Uh, Power, Power based, based selling by Jim Holden was a really good book. Similar. You and know, again, it, I reckon I'll tell you if you'd made me do ten books. I reckon power-based selling might have made it. Oh, do you reckon? Yeah, so, I reckon. So, so what I think about the three books that I've picked there that go together is, I think Miller Hyman gives the salesperson the view of the whole strategic landscape and all the different decision makers. And Spin gives you the I think immediate. Spin gives you the, you know, Spin then you're into tactically, one-on-one, yeah, -on -one, what you. you do. But NLP sits on the, the unfair advantage sits on the back of that. So if you're tactically going to ask people good questions, how do you make sure they answer them? So I think those three books for me go as, together as a trio Miller Hyman, NLP, the unfair advantage, spin selling. I'll tell you what, Jonathan, if you had a candidate that did that used those three religiously and then added on seven habits for his organization, be absolute world beater. They'd be a of, killer. Of epic proportion. They'd be a killer. You'd that, be a they killer. They would be the best salesperson you've ever met. They'd be a killer. Maybe stick a bit of combo prospecting on it. So, there are three of my books. This, the next one, um, I, I know you've read it. I just thought this book was brilliant. It's called Love is the Killer App. Ooh. So the basic Okay, go on. The basic premise, right. So I read this book years ago, seven, eight years ago. And there's a section in it where it talks about sort of how to make friends with people. And they've got a four-stage process. Be friendly, be relevant, have empathy, be real. 
that you can very much apply in a sales Re- situation. Relevant, credible, likable. Friendly, relevant, empathy. He calls it relevant, credible, likable, doesn't he? No, he calls Is it... Is that a different book? Different book. Um, so, so part one is about that. And then part two, and I say it to people, and I know they cringe, I say it to our prospects, is when, I, when we've not been able to speak and we've missed each other or whatever. I still I love f- you. Yeah. I say it all the time. And the clients and candidates go, what do you mean? And I say, I think that we live in this, you know, this very dry, let's just communicate on LinkedIn and not speak to each other world. Where actually love is the killer app is very relevant today. It's very Bob Berg, Mike. But it's very relevant, isn't it? Because let's get it right, Johnny. There's plenty of people out there, I'm sure, I can't think of any, who don't like me. But the ones who do like me that I do get on with, I go out of my way to help them, even when there's no immediate current gain. And guess what? It just comes around in the end anyway. Yeah, Karmic, got, karmically comes yeah, around. Yeah, and I think, so I think love is the killer app is a beauty. And the fifth one, uh, which everybody's read, I think, really, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, I think Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a good one because actually, A, it, it would help with your personal finances, but B, it introduces a good metaphor into selling and just in generally in terms of you know how to run your life. So what Rich Dad, Poor Dad would say is, he would say, buy an, he said, rather than go and buy a car, buy an asset that at some point will grow in value so that the asset then gives you a return that then will pay the PCP on a car. Yes. I mean, that's a very simple metaphor way of doing that's it. That's pretty much the premise of it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But, uh, and is it Guy Kawasaki or something like that? Robert Kiyosaki. So close. But the point the point that it does is, I, I, I think it raises this, it creates this thought in your mind that says, play for the long, t- play for the long game a little bit and don't just burn and lose stuff. And I think that's sort of what happens a little bit with, with it, the sales. It's yes. about see, It's about sowing a long-term seed. No, actually, a lot investing. Of- I think the point you're making is uh, it, the metaphor is that a lot of people don't get that actually they have to invest a in themselves, b in their sales in themselves, career, in the sales career, in their clients. That their career in and of itself is an asset, and that they themselves, as the producer, um, and this comes back to uh, seven habits. Yes, uh, the capacity to produce. Yeah, yeah, it's a very a lot about, thing. Yeah. It? It's, it's about. Uh, production versus the capacity to produce and the ability to maintain that production capacity um that often people don't see themselves as the producer mm. of results just a consumer of them yes and that therefore as the producer they need to maintain an investment in that asset in and of itself and ensure that that asset is appreciating and yielding and so what we often see, you and I as recruiters, and we've seen so much of it over the years, are people who start off in a career, they fly, they're good looking, they're likeable, they're cheeky, they're smiley. They hit 35 and it starts to get tough or the climate... It's just a 22-year-old version of them. Yeah. But actually what they haven't done is mature the asset. Mm-mm-mm. Proactively. There's been no active decision to say, hold on a minute, what am I doing with this asset? The asset that is me. Mm, mm. or am I just going to let it plus I, wither along the vine plus I think Rich Dad Poor Dad you know it's, it's just a generally good way to manage your own finances and, yes. as you know that's what the book is about but I actually like the sort of general uh, interesting the, selection number five Rich Dad Poor Dad would you not have made well well let's go through so my so my five bracket seven yeah. my five books that I've gone through here that I think that I think you should read if you're listening uh, in no particular order Miller Hyman The New Strategic Selling killer book NLP, The Unfair Advantage. 
Spin Selling, Neil Rackham. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And what was my fourth? Because we Fifth, because we've been sat here. I can't remember what was my fifth. Spin Selling, NLP, Miller Hyman, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Seven Habits. No, it wasn't Seven Habits. Seven Habits. It wasn't Seven Habits, it was one of yours. Seven Habits was one of mine. Let's have a look. I'm having a brain blank. And it was... Love is the Killer App. Love is the Killer App, which was that good that you can remember it. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> so then the other two that I would have added, actually, would have been Seven Habits and Tony Robbins. So come on then, Johnny, rank these five that I've just given you there. Spin Selling, NLP, Miller Hyman, Love is the Killer App, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. In one, Spin Selling. Really? In two, Dwayne Lakin, uh, Unfair Advantage. In three, Miller Hyman. In four... Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and in five, Love is the Killer App. And if you do to include the two that we didn't include then, Tony Robbins and Stephen Covey? I'd put Tony Robbins above all of them. Would you put it right at the top? Yep. And then I'd put Stephen Covey very closely with that. So actually what you'd end up with there is you'd end up with Tony Robbins, Unfair, uh, Wake of the Giant Within, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits, Unfair Advantage... Miller Hyman, Spin Selling. They'd be a good five books, wouldn't they, them? Yeah. If you read those If they five, were the only five books you read over and over and over and over and over again. You'd be pretty hot, wouldn't you, I think? You'd be sharp as. You'd be sharp as. If, you, if, you, if that was all you read over the next 10 years, over and over and over, and applied the learning, whew, you'd be all right, I reckon. Yeah. Any others that you'd have liked to have put on the list where, where you thought, ah, oh, gutted, it, I've got to leave that one out? Lots, actually. I think we've read some good ones on uh, on Book Club. I thought the Drucker book was very good. I thought some of Blount's books were very good. I thought, I sort of quite like Near Isle's book, Indistractably, yeah. went on a bit for me, really. Combo Prospecting. I was but very I disappointed that. I couldn't combo put Combo Pro- Prospecting on yeah, this. Yeah, Combo Prospecting was that very, was my, was very good. That's been my favourite book club book so far. Um, I'd have to think about all the books. My most books, influential, but did, personally. But I did, I did really like it. I can't remember. I think Bob Berg has come as a, as a funny left field. Bob Berg's a funny one because I have applied a lot of go-giving. And actually, it has really bloody... I messaged Bob about a month ago saying, what the hell have you done to me, Bob? Yeah, I mean, I think the worst one we've read on uh, Book Club has got to have been Patty McCord Powerful. Desperate. I thought, absolutely yeah, I mean, you're into episodes terrible. one, two... Well, I think it was the first book we did on the I show. I think it might have put some people off. Book club. <laughs> I mean, I think We've been just, recovering uh, ever since. Oh, appalling. Yeah, shocker. So that's it. They're my books. Yeah. The only ones that I think would have made my list that didn't. Ooh, Persuasion Engineering by Richard Bandler. But, you know. It's, if, too, it's if, a bit too intense, isn't it? If somebody said to me, should I read it? I'd say. What's the NLP book that's black in cover and, and got. Uh, it's called that NLP power language or something. Although I've got to say, one of the ones I thought was brilliant was The Wolf. That's been a real favourite of yours from Book Club, hasn't it? Yes. And it's, it's like these things, if you take one thing away, the thing away... you got the, the pendulum. You love the pendulum. love the pendulum. You love Jordan Belfort's pendulum. He talks about having, having motion and emotion in sales, not just being stuck the in the middle. Sw- yes, the, pen- the swinging pendulum between the sale being made and not being made. Yeah, I love all that. I think timing really with cool. the pendulum and going I've with the rhythm ca- of I've it. I've got a candidate at the minute, and, and it's just... That is all... That particular situation you're working with, that is all about the pendulum. I was telling the client about it. He said, what do you reckon? He said, don't you think you've been a bit mean? I said, no. I mean, who knows whether it'll work out or not. But, you know, we'll see, won't That's we? all about the pendulum. 
Yeah, yeah. And you've let the pendulum swing all the other way. <laughs> no, yeah. And now he's chasing like hell. <laughs> he phoned me this morning to make up. Yeah. So, yeah, a, a very interesting, an interesting episode of Book Club, and I'm glad we've done it, actually. Cool. And now we will be doing, what's the name of the book? Oh, it's on my phone. Hang on. It's on your phone. I'm reading it on Apple Books, which I've got to say Apple Books wipes the floor with Kindle. Interesting. I've not got a Kindle, though. Um, so let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Books. What's it called? I don't know. Hang on. It's a called Mind, a for, mind sales for Sales by Mark Hunter. It's a beauty. So, a Mind for Sales by Mark Hunter is I've the book coming up next on Book Club. Excellent. Absolutely Mike's two-thirds of the way through it. As usual, I haven't started it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will lose a weekend at some point in the next few weeks, uh, smashing my way through it for your aural pleasure. Well, it's not an audible either. No, no, so I'm going to have to absolutely smash it, aren't I? Yes, very uh, much I, be- so. I better get stuck into it. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. See you later. <laughs>